One Life Radio is brought to you by our sponsors. Great companies like Sun Warrior Plant-Based Protein. Use the code OLR for 20% off. Crazy Water, the only mineral water bottled in Texas. Enviromedica, makers of Terraflora. A novel, broad-spectrum symbiotic formulated with a combination of spore-form probiotics and advanced food-based ancient prebiotics. Paleo Magazine, the well-being journal, the International Society of Sports Nutrition. Be sure to go to our Thorn Research Dispensary on our website for 20% off and free shipping. Thank you for listening to One Life Radio. The content of the following program is not intended to be a substitute for professional medical advice, diagnosis, treatment, or cure. Always consult your physician or a health professional with any questions you may have regarding a medical condition. One Life Radio. This is Bernadette with Diamond Gray, Ayana Barrientos, Navi Mendoza, and Jackie Schlegel. And you're wondering why I opened the show laughing because I couldn't say the word to foodie. <laughs> I was like, to foodie. What tifuti. is foodie? So, to foodie is a replacement sour cream uh, company. That's vegan. And, oh. Um, and so, you know, I'm trying to, you know, eat less dairy mm-hmm. yeah. um, for, for many, many reasons. Uh, for health, for the health of the animals, the treatment of the animals. Everybody knows that that listens to the show. But I'm not I'm not all on one side. So I, I still eat pasture-raised eggs. Um, and what else do I eat that would be a violation, a vegan violation? Maybe I'm trying butter to sometimes. Oh, a little something. bit of butter. And I'm trying to replace it. Oh, and No Evil Foods uh, is coming out with a vegan butter in a few months. Ooh, they I said that. The other day, I'm very excited about that. Well, you know what? Okay, so do you eat? Uh, do you eat plant? Eat plant based a couple days a week? Typically, I try to. Yes. Yeah. Well, uh, there's so many great companies coming out. No Evil Foods just signed out on with us, and I'm very excited about that. I was in Natural Grocers last night um, getting stuff for dinner, so I had. Uh, I made some uh, cauliflower mashed potatoes, mm, roasted cauliflower is the best. Roasted carrots. And steamed green beans and then the fake vegan, like, uh, veggie um, uh, chicken fingers or whatever. I don't know. They're, you should they're have made invited by, me. Yeah. Should, that was really good. And then I used my No Sugar Ketchup so by Primal Kitchen, which is excellent. Yeah. Have you ever tried that product? I have that, too. Yeah, it's I lo- so it's good. Ha- it is so mind-blowing to me that it tastes so much better than regular ketchup and there is no sugar in it at all. It has been life changing. Life changing, yes. Like I dragged my chicken thing through it. My my chicken nugget. You know, well, it's not real chicken, so (laughs) you know, but but I still love the taste of a little, you know, fried chicken ish stuff. Absolutely, (laughs) it's very exciting to see all the new products on the market. I will tell you that. Well, no evil foods is in the frozen in the in the frozen coolers. And so they're everywhere. At natural groceries. Yes. It is. There's like no excuses. Well, it, it, there is. And you can do it a couple days a week. But anyway, so I, I wanted to try to transition to um, to vegan sour cream. So I, I bought a kind, every kind they had on the shelf, um, <laughs> which was like three different kinds at the store I was at. Because I just wanted to give it. We eat a lot of sour cream with potato chips. Mm-hmm. That's like one of my 
indulgences. As soon as I got home last night, I had a glass of red wine and some potato chips and sour cream. I'm really so, sad I missed this party. Yeah. <laughs> but but I went to Natural Grocer, too, and then I cooked this morning. I cooked my raspberry uh, macadamia nut Bernie bars. I put a different spin on it, mm-hmm. and I sweetened it with maple syrup and xylitol, and only the brown sugar and sea salt is sprinkled on top. So, um they're really good. Did you like it? Yeah. I, I thought they were good. The second batch I overcooked because I was outside playing with Charlie. So that's my new rescue. He's a he's such a love. And so I made the official decision last night that I'm keeping him. What a surprise, right? Shocker. shocker. <laughs> Did you what really think shocker. you were going to get him home? And I, then we're like, oh, you know, no, sorry. When You're... they named him, I was like, okay, got okay, it. Yeah. 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 <laughs> well, my daughter Vinny named him. Well, we should name him Charlie. I, maybe I'll take him. And I'm like, okay. So then it made it easier to call him by name. But he's such a love. And, you know, um, I was noticing, I've noticed it since since I first took him about a week ago, that he's limping a little bit. But now um, I saw him today kind of at a gate. Mm-hmm. And he definitely has been hit by a car and his, and his, uh, and his leg was... Was broken and and did not heal properly. So, Aww. but I'm going to build him a dog house. We're moving the the the, the dog. Uh, what do you call it? The Their run little condo. <laughs> the little con- I have a you know I have a really nice dog house behind my barn. That's you know like seriously two adults could live there. <laughs> Can I move in and I'll join <laughs> you for dinner? There this you sounds go. Like a great <laughs> Absolutely. Idea. It's I got a chair and music and air I conditioning can bunk with Charlie. and Charlie. This sounds great. <laughs> and so, but I but I need one for Charlie until Mick passes because I can't. Like Mick is already upset. He oh, looks out the window and his hair goes up him. on him. He, yeah, yeah, and I don't want him to feel like that because there's no replacement for for Mick, for anyone really. That goes for humans too, you know. Um, but um, what was I going to tell you? Um, I can't remember. You got you've got any news? Sorry. I'm excited to talk to you. We're going to do a censorship of vaccine choice uh, organizations today. You on know, the air. I'm so happy you can even say the word because right now we can't even say that word on social media really? without actually being censored. So we have a lot to talk about on this issue. Vaccine, vaccine, <laughs> vaccines. But the word censorship as well. Censorship, censorship. Now that's being censored. <laughs> I was if telling, you can believe it or not. I was okay. telling Jackie that I, we're friends on Facebook, and I just never see her posts anymore. Mm-hmm. And she's wow. posting. It's not that. She's isn't. I just don't see them. Yeah. Wow. Unless it's something really dumb and irrelevant, and yeah. you know, yeah. like huh. I ran out of gas on the side of the road because I'm notorious for I that. I saw that and one. Then those posts go viral. Yep. Yeah. Saw it. Interesting. <laughs> it's very, very interesting. And you and I both know a lot about it. And I'm, I'm so excited to talk about it. We also have Andreas uh, Bachmeyer. He is a classical homo- homeopath with a practice in. Oh my goodness. Kretzlingen on Lake Constance in Switzerland. And I, I bet he has a lovely accent. I can't wait to talk to him. But he is the author of the book Vaccine Free, 111 Stories of Unvaccinated Children. Can't wait to hear what he has to say about all this. So, um, but on a, on a lighter note, I, do, you know, do you know what's the best diet to be on for a great sex life? Did you well, know? Well, I... <laughs> I'm going to stop right there. Okay. okay. I don't know if I want to know. I will. I think you might want to know. I think everybody out there listening might want to know. This is from MBG, uh, and it's a it's on functional food and science backed aphrodisiacs. What to eat to ramp up your sex drive? Well, first of all, we all know oysters. Like, ooh, but who can eat them? I could never. I yeah. could never. It'd be like putting a ball Count of snot out. in your mouth and <laughs> swallowing it. Like uh, yucky. I it one time, I was like, Ugh. never again. Yeah, yeah. Spit it right back out. Well, so oysters, mm-hmm. and then did you know pistachio nuts? I'm allergic to nuts, I so don't like the flavor. cross that one out. You don't? No. Well, I'm We're Italian. not doing well, girls. <laughs> Pistachios, I think. The Italians invented them. 
They smell nice. <laughs> they do. They're lovely. And I, I hope, love the color. Yeah. I hope we have a longer list here. Right. I what do. else we got? Okay. Omega-3 fats. These healthy fats are known as sexual energizers, you guys. They are building blocks of prostaglandins, uh-huh. uh, hormone-like substances that play a huge role in sexual health. It's found in fish, seafood, nuts. Hello. And seeds. Omega-3 fats keep your body, uh, helps keep your body uh, able to absorb vitamin D necessary for the function of your sex hormones. Think it works if I just take a supplement? I, that literally was my <laughs> next question. Can okay. we just supplement with that? Yeah. Well, and cheese. Uh, it, it says that cheese can contain up to 10 times more PEA, which is, uh, it is an acronym for philethylamine and a natural Amphetamine manufactured by the brain in response to the feeling of love and PEA, that's what we'll call it from this point forward, uh, is believed to be responsible for that hormonal rush uh, during sex. Listen to how excited I sound. And most of us here just about dairy-free. So where does that land us? You know, I still eat a little Parmesan Reggiano on my spaghetti. You might just put a little more. Well, maybe. And then then avocado. Uh, so it's a fruit that looks like female genitalia. That's what it. Um, that's what it says here. How you know, really? And it says, and thus believed by ancient civilizations to stimulate sexual desire, and it actually does. That's because it is rich in the antioxidant glutathione required to make sex hormones. This antioxidant uh, also protects every cell, tissue, and organ in your body and slows down aging. Avocados right. for everyone. Cheese and avocado. I'm in. Higher fridge of avocados. So I'm good there. I finally found something on the list. Well. And of course, the cruciferous family of vegetables. Think broccoli, cauliflower, and Brussels sprouts. Okay. And I do know for a fact that broccoli was invented by the Italians as well. <laughs> We're good. Uh, and I think so, we need but, but but to get to the the to the to the punch here, uh, the one final piece of advice: follow to follow the best diet for best sex. Uh, and what would that diet be? According to a 2018 study in the journal uh, Nutrients, it's a ketogenic diet, especially for women. Researchers put on the participants, uh, researchers put on or put the participants on keto diet for four months. And at the end of the study, women self-reported the following, feeling more excited. I'm not sure if I want to read this. <laughs> feeling more excited during <laughs> sex, experiencing greater lubrication, la, 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 and having more orgasms. Translation, a ketogenic diet. Diet, boost your friskiness factor and your satisfaction. Meow. <laughs> We're done. We're going to break. Uh, we have a great l- uh, show lined up, everyone. Stay tuned. You're listening to One Life Radio. Welcome back to One Life Radio, everyone. This is Bernadette with Diamond Gray, Aviana Barrientos. I've got Jackie Schlegel in studio with me and Andreas Bachmeier on the line. He is a classical homeopath with a practice in Kreuzlingen, uh, Lake Constantine in Switzerland. For more than 15 years, his main focus has been the treatment of vaccination damages. Uh, this prompted him to set up the website, Schaden, to point out the dangers of vaccinations 10 years ago in 
www.vaccineinjury.info was translated into English and can be found at vaccineinjury.info. Andreas is the author of Vaccine Free, a book that dives into the most extensive investigations of the health conditions of unvaccinated children with a total of almost 25,000 participants. His website is vaccinefree.info. Such an honor to have you on the show today. Welcome, Andreas. Hi, Bernadette. Thanks for the invitation. Thank you. <laughs> I wish I wish I could uh, speak your language to <laughs> to better well, pronounce. <laughs> I know it's Impfschaden. Impfschaden. Okay, and so, yeah, so that's that's vaccine injury. Oh wow, wow. Well, this is a top. This is like a this is a big subject, as you know, worldwide, and uh, and so many people are being monitored and silenced on social media all over the world. But you know, today I want I want you to tell us your story and how you became interested in studying vaccine injuries. Well, that's actually it's a well, long story. Um, that was thirty years ago, almost. And I was bitten actually by a dog, and I was so scared that I thought this this dog must have rabies. Mm-hmm. So um, every and I, I went to the doctor and said, "Well, I want to have a rabies uh, shot and a rabies vaccination." And well, he said no. He declined, and um, everybody, my, my parents said, "No, you don't need that." And but I insisted on it. And I got this rabies vaccination, and a couple of months later, I developed a diabetes type one. Wow! Wow! Yeah, and, and... But, but I didn't actually I didn't realize it uh, at the beginning. Um, that came after years. Wow! Uh, that the vaccine has something to do with this diabetes. And so... This is my my what do you call that? My my profession now. So that brought me to my profession, actually. Yeah. Well, you know what? I'm having a, a, a memory here of reading something similar to that. Um, in he's passed away, Dr. Robert Mendelson. Uh, who, yeah. He, I believe that he wrote about that in his book 25 years ago. Oh, really? Yeah. And so, well, obviously, uh, the, the, so so where does your story go from there? So you develop diabetes, uh, type one diabetes, and then what happened from there? Well, from there, actually, I well, I was studying that time. I was studying something completely different. I studied business administration, but I realized that this is not the thing I want to do. And so, um, after I finished the the study, um, I changed and I studied um, what do you call that naturopathic physician mm-hmm. here in, in in Germany, and I became a homeopath. Wow. And um, in that time, I realized, well, uh, this vaccination must have something to do with my diabetes. And so I, well, I started with my practice and I started treating uh, vaccine injured people. Mm. So this is my, probably 80% of my patients are now vaccine injured persons. Well, you know, it is it is really fascinating how easily people, you know, just basically, um, you know, swept away uh, years of wisdom uh, from centuries. Uh, old herbal nutrition and energy medicine, you know, just really uh, has been swept aside in the rush to embrace a science-based medicine, right? Correct. Yeah, correct. Well, so, okay, so um, what are some of the dangerous ingredients in vaccines and how do they affect the body? What are your findings? Well, what I think the, the the worst ingredient you find in a vaccine is the aluminum. I think this is one of the worst uh, um, ingredients or adjuvants, as you call it, because without an uh, without aluminum, the vaccine wouldn't react, or w- there would 
um, we know antibody response to mm-hmm. it. Well, you know, I've got Jackie. I've got Jackie Schlegel here in studio with us, and she is one of the leaders of this fight here in Texas. She's the executive director for Texans Vaccine Choice, um, and so uh, Jackie, Andreas, Andreas, Jackie. Very nice to meet you. Thank you for your work. <laughs> Thank you. Well, continue on, please. Yeah, well, and I think the worst um, ingredient is actually the aluminum uh, in the vaccines. Well, there are other um, ingredients um, like polysorbate 80 and other things, but I think the the most dangerous is the aluminum. And, um, well, they they are working on aluminum-free vaccines, but I don't see that uh, they will ever come to the market because I think there is something else behind it where they use aluminum in the vaccines, Mm -hmm. not just... Well, get an antibody response. Well, I know there's people out there thinking this. Well, why don't they just take the aluminum out? You know, what do you say yeah, you to that? You wouldn't have any response. Actually, you wouldn't have any response to the vaccine or to the antigens because the aluminum uh, does uh, or makes a, um, an inflammation on the site. Um, but the problem is with the aluminum. You know, aluminum is very um, active or reactive, actually. And it binds to many, many molecules or can bind to many, many molecules in the body. And as soon as it binds to other molecules in the body, uh, your immune system uh, thinks that uh, this combination of the aluminum and the other molecule is dangerous and attacks it. Mm. So it depends on where it binds to uh, or what it binds to. And so uh, maybe you can develop autoimmunity or you develop um, allergies. Uh, this d- depends on uh, the the binding of the aluminum. Well, you know, in your book, Vaccine Free, uh, 111 stories of unvaccinated children. Uh, it, it's a very moving testament to the power of the body, really, to take care of itself uh, and trust that people put in the natural process. So, these 111 stories. Can you tell us one of them? I've got the book here, but I want to hear it from you. Well. The story, actually, the stories I received, um, well, I have to tell you the background. Um, I was doing this story about, um, or I was doing this survey on the unvaccinated children. And right. lots of parents, they just wrote me um, stories about their family, what happened to them in school. And I thought, well, this is a great idea to just to collect all these stories and to put them in a book. Wow. Because, you know, if you don't vaccinate... Um, you are, well, it's getting more and more people, but uh, if you don't vaccinate, most of the time you are standing by yourself. Mm-hmm. And the rest around you, well, they, you, they think, well, you are just nuts and not vaccinating your kids. Well, and I have to tell you, as a parent, it's pretty scary. So I just, you know, enrolled my daughter in school. School starts in September here in the U.S., um, typically or August. Um, and on, on the Sunnyvale School Health Service, uh, parent or guardian, please send all changes, da-da-da-da-da, medications. And it goes down, and it says all, and number, uh, point number four, or uh, number four is, all immunization policies will be enforced. I was like, Wow. It really scared me because my because my daughter's 15, and I don't yeah. know if that means that they're going to start trying to force the HPV vaccine, which over my dead body will I let her have it um, for yeah. numerous reasons. And it just it's very scary for so many parents out there that really don't know where to turn. They don't know what to do. Our government is so powerful um, with all these mandates that um, there's a lot of parents walking around very scared here in the U.S. And I think you have the uh, worst situation in the U.S. than we have here uh, in, in Switzerland, where in Switzerland it's, it's pretty safe. 
but if you are in Germany, well, they discuss the compulsory vaccinations as well. They they want to do it. Uh, they have it in the in the Bundestag next week. Wow. So um, they want to introduce a compulsory vaccination for measles, um, and this would probably mean that it's not just for measles; it's measles, mumps, and rubella. Well, you know, there is a, uh, I'm looking at a, it, it, this was on, uh, the, on the front line for Earth Liberation. It was a story in Echo News, uh, or Eco News. Uh, Harvard immunologist study finds unvaccinated children pose zero risk to vaccinated children. So here we have a Harvard immunologist telling us this, and yet no one's listening. Yeah, because, and the mainstream media is not telling you anything about it. No, they're not. And, uh, and the story, because I, I, you asked me about a, a story in the book. Um, I think one of the most, um, or the, the, well, not the best story, but what's really nice was the one family, which is, I think, the fourth generation vaccine-free. Oh, yeah. Mm-hmm. So there are, I don't know how many members uh, they, are have, they have in the family, but uh, I think it's probably about, around 80 people they are vaccine-free, and they they never had any um, really bad diseases in the family. They they didn't have, or they don't have allergies. They don't have autoimmune diseases. They don't have any cancers. Uh, and this is really an amazing story. Mm-hmm. Well, and there's a recent story. I don't know if you heard it over there. I'm sure you did. I sh- I'm sure it went worldwide. Uh, maybe not, though, where they injected the measles uh, virus into a cancerous tumor at John Hopkins. Uh, the Mayo Clinic. The Mayo Clinic. Okay. I know it was one of the big ones. And it, uh, the person that they injected the measles with into the, can- the tumor um, had a really high fever for like two days. And then the tumor and the cancer was gone. was gone. I know. I know that's what they do here in Heidelberg. There's a, a university, and they are conducting these studies with the measles. And this is so that this is just uh, ridiculous, isn't it? It is. So. It, it, so, so why do you think that? I mean, why do you think that the U.S. I know the answer, but I want to hear what your opinion is. Why do you think the United States of America is so hell bent on pushing vaccines down our throat to make the people sick? Actually. Wow. And to get a lot of money because you don't you don't um, get the money from the vaccines or the the pharma uh, the industry is not getting the money from the from the people um, they are vac- uh, vaccinating or the the money which is made from the vaccines mm-hmm. the money that is made from the people getting sick. Well, and why is mainstream media not talking about it? Again, I think I know the answer, but I want to hear it from you. Because then the, the the whole vaccine issue would break down and nobody would vaccinate anymore and they they couldn't uh, follow their what do you call that uh, protocol their protocol right mm-hmm. okay so so what are what are you, uh, we are, I guess we already talked about herd immunity do you have any other comments you want to make about that yeah well you probably have this the same thing we we also have here in in, in Europe uh, and they also say well 95 of the people 95% of the people have to be immunized because otherwise oh, then this will protect the 5% which is not vaccinated which cannot be vaccinated from the disease that's all that's probably they are saying uh, in the US as well i guess mm-hmm. and what are the and, stat- go ahead the thing is the thing is uh, this is based actually on a concept this is which is way older than the vaccinations itself because it was based um, on that you go through the illness and then you develop immunity and this is totally different than the immunity you get from a vaccine because the, the if you have 
an immunity uh, anyway. So if you have an immunity um, from a vaccine, the, the vaccine immunity uh, will wane after time. So you never will have the 95% of immunity. Never, mm-hmm. never, ever. Wow. I love your honesty. I do. You're, of everyone out there listening, if you're just now joining us, we're on the line with Andreas Bachmeier. He's calling us from Constance Lake in Switzerland. He is the author of the book Vaccine Free, 111 Stories of Unvaccinated Children. So let me ask you this. What do the studies say about vaccinated versus unvaccinated children? There are no studies. Okay. There... So they are not, not official studies. Right. Well, you know, I, I don't do a, a study, actually. It's more like a survey. I don't, mean, I don't know whether you mean my study. So it, well, it's just a survey. But there, there are no official studies on well, vaccinated versus unvaccinated children. There are some, maybe. So there is this one study um, where they compare uh, homeschooled children, which, is, which are most of the time unvaccinated, to normal children which are vaccinated. But it's it's always the same. So the results in these studies are all the same, always the same. So the unvaccinated children are always healthier than the vaccinated ones. Mm, it's so interesting. It is. I guess I should have uh, instead of using the word study, I should have said observations. Your personal or observations. Yeah, it's, it's an observation. Yeah, um, and 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 you know. Uh, <laughs> Studies are bought and paid for many times, uh, and, and they take a lot of money to, to conduct a study. And so that, that's why there's no studies, because nobody has the money to do the study. Uh, really, right? Jackie, you're over there. What do you want to say? Well, I want to say you can't find what you're not looking for. They, do, there's, they don't want to find yeah, because they know. Yeah. And they know. And we have yeah, plenty know. of families out there yeah. who will prove this point. Well, let's talk about this before we go to break. Um, how common are vaccine injuries and why are people not talking about these injuries? So how common are they? So what do you think? <laughs> how many percent? I think a lot. I, I a can't lot. go. Yeah, that's what I, think I can't too. go so in public without it's seeing only it. Only around 30 percent, 30, 40 percent. Wow. So from... Well, so um, they are not all really dangerous diseases, but uh, also light diseases. But um, an allergy is also an, a vaccine injury, actually. Mm. And we we have like thirty to forty percent allergy rates right now. And I think the most of the most of these allergy cases are um, vaccine um, induced. Wow. And I, I, based on what I've read, I would completely agree. One of my favorite books out there, if you really want to understand, uh, you know, what's going on and what's been going on in the history of this, uh, Vaccines, Autoimmunity, and the Changing Nature of Childhood Illness by Thomas Cowan, MD. He's been on the show a couple of times, and that book is fascinating. Your book is fascinating. Um, and all the, all the wonderful stories, stories that you've compiled into your book, Vaccine Free. It's been so great to have you on the air with us. Anything else you want to get out there to the American people? Well, anything else? Well, um, I want to tell you about the other book I wrote, actually, because this book is making me just uh, crazy because I'm getting so many, many letters and, and all that stuff. So oh, I wow. wrote this children book, actually, this vaccine-critical children book. Uh, Sarah doesn't want to be vaccinated. Oh, it's about and, the little girl, right? What is the name yeah, of the book? I'll send you, actually, I send you two copies of Sarah, and I send you a copy of A Vaccine Free. Oh, wow. So, uh, Maybe you haven't seen it or you haven't received it yet. No, I have not. And is this the one that was banned in Russia? Yeah. 
This one was banned in Russia, right? I don't know why. Wow. So Amazon banned it uh, in the Russian version. There are wow. several versions on it or of it. Well, you know, that's scary in itself that a government they, would... They actually, they wanted to put it on a list in, in Germany. So on a, on a list uh, for books that are not uh, suitable for children. Mm. I'm surprised it hasn't mm-hmm. been censored here. Yeah. Really, yeah. truly, I'm surprised. Yeah. Wow. Well, you know, uh, it's all very scary. I get I get uh, anxiety every time I talk about this on the air. I do because it's such a big subject and there's so much money and power uh, yeah. behind all of this that it's it's very, very scary. But, you know, I was always been told I'm brave as a bear. So here we go. Right. <laughs> you know, it's that's why I, I don't let, let people scare me because I, I'm doing lectures here in Germany and in Switzerland. And, well, I'm just doing that for the people because the people have to know. And most of the people, they don't know. If they, they are um, going out of the, the lecture, they think, well, they, they are just betray- they, were, they were betrayed. You know? Yeah. Well, you know, you trust your government and, you know, in our, in our currency. In God, we trust and we trust. We trust. That's what you're supposed to do uh, yeah. in, a, in, a, in a good relationship. And, um... and, and the thing is, you know, if you question that, that's, I think, one main point. If you question vaccines, you start questioning everything. Right. Not just vaccines. It's, so you go in the, in the whole conspiracy region and mm-hmm. you, question, you start questioning a lot of other things. Right. Well, and then you're labeled a nutbag, um, you know, <laughs> seriously, you know, I, I mean, I've lost friends over this. I have. And at the end of the day, it's that's not the most important thing to me. The most important thing to me um, from the moment I started the show eight years ago is trying to seek the truth for all of us, because at the end of the day, our health is our wealth and children's lives are in the balance. And we need to uh, prevent injury to children at the end of the day. And certainly our government needs to protect us. Yeah, they they should. They should, but they don't. Wow. Well, it's been great having you on the air with us. Andreas Bachmeier has written the book Vaccine Free, 111 Stories of Unvaccinated Children. I hope you'll come back and join us sometime. I'll I'll, I'll brush up on my German and see if I can clean up my act a little bit. (laughs) Okay, okay, okay. (laughs) All right, Andreas, thank you so much. Everyone, you're very welcome. It's been our pleasure. Uh, Stay tuned, everyone. We've got Jackie Schlegel coming up. She's going to talk about censorship of vaccine choice. Stay tuned. Music. I have so much fun being here. Well, you can thank Diamond Gray for that because she's incredible. I have to tell a funny thing to lighten things up here for a minute. Yesterday, uh, we were in here. Who was in here? Paul, one of the engineers, oh, and, yeah. and Aviana and Navi and I said, "Oh, let's play the let's play the song Instant Karma." That we haven't played that in a while, and they all looked at me like, "What's that?" And I'm like, "Are you kidding me?" Now, don't tell me, Jackie. You you know, right? Yeah, and, oh, yes. Okay. And I'm yes. like, you guys have never heard the song Instant Karma. No. I played mm-hmm. it. No, all no. three of them had never heard it before. I thought I was going to die. I was just like my 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 jaw dropped to the floor. But we took care of that. We took care of it. But uh, now they know. Well, now they know. <laughs>
<laughs> kind of. But maybe we'll play Instant Karma at the next break. But it's so good to have you in studio. It really is. For those of you just now joining us, Jackie Schlegel is the executive director for Texans for Vaccine Choice uh, when legislators are led astray and propose bills that will take away vaccine choice and parental rights. Jackie Schlegel stepped up to the plate and said, not on my watch. Uh, in four years, Jackie took a group of just a bunch of moms and, tur- and turned that into the epitome of grassroots activism, uh, which has built this con- this great country that we that we live in, by the way. Uh, that fledging group of 20 is now a political action committee for over 20, uh, of over 25, uh, not 25, 20,000. We're almost 30,000 oh, now. Well, this is... But, uh, we so, got to update okay, this. Okay, we got to update this. So 30,000 followers, as well as several thousand, uh, thousands of members who proudly call themselves Texans for Vaccine Choice. Her unshakable dedication inspires all members to have laser focus on one goal and one goal only, to maintain vaccine choice in the great state of Texas. Their website is texansforvaccinechoice.com. Okay, let's talk about these updates. Censorship oh. of vaccine choice organizations. What's the latest update? Okay, well, first, this was just such a great segment that we just had talking about the vaccine issue. Yeah. And really, let's get to the heart of it. Every single time I come in studio, I have to tell you, one of the things I absolutely love about this crew here is there's always a stack of books, magazine, research articles, (laughs) every single time. I really need to take a picture and post this because, I mean, it would probably be censored. censored. Okay, but this is something that I love because this crew comes in here and they take it very seriously. Like we are searching for the truth here, Mm -hmm. right? No conversation should ever be shut down. So why is it that now we're being removed from Amazon, we're being removed from Facebook, Twitter is now censoring us, Instagram is now, you cannot use the hashtag vaccine injury. You're cr- are you kidding me? I'm Mm-mm. not kidding no. you. And you can go to our social media pages. This is the irony of the situation is we all have become accustomed to going to these platforms to share our life, to share what we're passionate how is about. That not a, how is that not a violation of our First Amendment? You know, it really is when you look at the bigger picture here and we look at what Texans for Vaccine Choice has done, um, you know, at our state capitol. And I believe that is very important. But we have grown so much beyond that and now we're having to have a get out in our communities and have these conversations because now you have a government who's mandating vaccines you have world health organizations that are encouraging Mm -hmm. the corporations now to play a part in the censorship and the entire industry has run amok right now there is not everybody's looking at us saying you know well what is the problem you know who exactly all of it it's not just it's the government it's the corporations it's the pharmaceutical industry they are putting enormous uh, obstacles in place to make sure as individuals you do not have access to information to make a choice for your life. Well, I'm reading this here. It says this, uh, so uh, hashtag vaccine injury, and it pulls up and it says this hashtag is hidden. Posts for vaccine injury have been limited because the community has reported some content that may not meet Instagram's community guidelines. You know, what I love is this whole community. So really what they're telling you is that they're 
their company, their standards. They're doing this to protect you. Oh, yeah. Hashtag they, WTF. How about exactly. that? Exactly. It's so outrageous. And, you know, let's just say this. Let's just say vaccine injury is rare. Let's just say it's only one in a million. Right. If it's only one in a million, then don't we at least want to... Why can't we talk about it? Why can't we talk about it? If if this child has taken one for the team, one for the greater good, like they said, then shouldn't we at least treat these individuals with respect, compassion, and who and pay for the injury? I was literally okay. just about to say, let's talk about pay that for it. because a lot of people don't understand what happened in 1986. They do not. We actually uh, passed a federal law that prohibits individuals. Ronald from seeking- Reagan's administration. Yes. Yes. Okay. 1986 law um, that prohibits individuals from uh, seeking compensation from the manufacturer if you were injured by a vaccine. This, in my opinion, caused the entire industry to run amok. They have just only built upon this. And I do believe it is going to Mm -hmm. crumble, but it's going to crumble when we stop being afraid and we get out in our communities and we have one conversation at a time. They can remove me from social media. They cannot put me on the news. They can do all of these things, but they cannot stop us as individuals from getting out in our communities and having these conversations. And that's what we got to do today. Mm -hmm. Wow. And and, and then, you know, uh, here's another thing that people don't know about, that there is a, uh, what is it? There is a um, a fund set up, a federal yes. fund that pays damages. Yes. Uh, injured over $4 billion has been paid out thus far. And we also know it's very... And the, diff- and the taxpayers are paying it. Why isn't the, why aren't the pharmaceutical companies paying Well, it? you know, you bring up a very interesting point is we could fix all of this if we just go back, repeal the 1986 law, hold manufacturers liable. There's okay, a concept. And then let, let the individuals decide. Let the free market take over. Okay, you have a product. You are selling this product. If I want this product, I will go get it. If I don't, I won't. This is what we need to do. But they don't want to have that conversation. Instead, they want to put fear in you. They want to silence you. And let's just be honest. It starts with vaccines and it trickles over to all areas of your life. So if you're sitting there and you're thinking, well, I like my vaccines. Great. Go get your vaccines. But think about what happens when it becomes the foods you eat. Think of what happens when you're sitting in the doctor's office Mm -hmm. and you no longer have the right to make a medical decision with your practitioner for yourself. It's all areas of your life. Sending your children to school. Do you want to maintain that right to choose what is best for their education? Or you want the state to do that, the government to do it for you? It really does come down to that. Do you want to go and buy whatever book you want to research, whatever subject it is? Or do you want the government handing over what they believe is best for you in your life? Wow. I'm so glad you're in the studio today. This is powerful. It is so powerful. And I hope a lot of people are listening. You had me fired up yes. today. And uh, California. <laughs> is going to hear this in just a little bit too uh, KMET uh, in Southern California um, so stay tuned everyone you will be right back notice you don't come around me I think that's right it's going to get you <laughs> my gosh, everyone. Welcome back to One Life Radio. This is Bernadette with Diamond Gray, Aviana Barrientos, 
Navi Mendoza and Jackie Schlegel. She is the executive director for Tech Scenes for Vaccine Choice. Uh, today we're talking about censorship of vaccine choice organizations. Okay, so where do you want to pick up from here? We've got about five minutes. We have five. Oh boy, you all got me riled up this last four segment. minutes to save so the world. Where exactly do we want to go with this? Now that we know this information, now that we know that we're being censored, I mean, I want to ask you a question. How does this make you feel? I mean, clearly you have me here, so yeah. you know. Yeah, it makes me very nervous. You want to have the conversation. You what? You want to have the conversation. Absolutely. I want to have it. I want to know my options, you know? Mm-hmm. for ha- continuing the dialogue, right. right? You know, this has been an interesting thing here. I have a lot of content right in front of me about the timeline, about how this is being tackled, and we don't have time to go through it today. Um, maybe we need to get this up on our website so individuals can go and they can actually see the committee hearings, the government's attempts of We'll Facebook. put it in our newsletter. How about Absolutely. that? Let's do yeah. that. And that will be a really good timeline. But at the end of the day, all of this is to say we have to demand better from our government, from the platforms that we are using. This will stop when we join together. And and Bernadette, we talk about this a lot, right? The unity, all right? Let's stop arguing about what we don't like and let's join together and say this is what we do want. Yeah, I I wish the left and the right could come together on this because this is a human human rights rights issue. issue. Exactly. Absolutely. It's not Republican. It's not Democrat. It is, if if you're a human being out there and you are breathing this is a health yes. issue and a so human it rights is issue. important to go to your government officials wherever they are on this and have these conversations but more importantly it's your neighbor it's your communities it's your churches wherever you are activating your communities get out there and encourage people to discuss openly put down all the hostility and to have these conversations I know well, we are exploring all avenues I'm very excited um that we just put a page up on a new platform called All Social. It's very new. We don't know a whole lot about it other than when we post it actually gets posted and not censored. Imagine. Well, for people that are just now joining us, at the beginning of this uh, of this discussion, we talked about um, being, uh, you know, um, um, let me get to it here now. Okay. Uh, censorship. Okay. Yes. From a lot of different sources being uh, Instagram, right? Mm-hmm. Facebook, Amazon removes anti-vaccine documentaries. Our uh, mail YouTube. server. We went to put an email out and our account had been deactivated by MailChimp because they didn't agree with the content. Never mind, they had no problem billing us for the month, but they deactivated our account. So we are now up with a new email server. Uh, But this is a major problem. Again, take the vaccine issue out of it and just think about what it is in your life that one day you wake up Mm -hmm. and your communications are stripped because somebody doesn't agree with you. Well, you know, I said what I said earlier about the HPV vaccine uh, after speaking with Mary Holland, who is a New York University professor. She's a law professor who wrote the book, The HPV Vaccine on Trial. She's been on the show several times a brilliant woman who wanted to stand up and 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 educate all of us as well about the the dangers of the HPV vaccine um, and so you know this is not just a bunch of moms sitting around worrying about their kids this is this is this is very real what's happening absolutely but let me just say this even if we were just a bunch of moms there's nobody on earth more in tune with your children than your mother who, than your mother yep. and we are obligated to raise our children to the 
best possible way that we can. It's our responsibility. It's our responsibility and it's nobody else's responsibility. So take ownership of that in your personal life. And that's one of the things I'm so passionate about. Yeah, and I, I am too. I'm right there with you. Jackie Schlegel uh, is the executive director of Texans for a Vaccine Choice. Thank you so much. Thank you. Can't wait to have you guys both back on. I want to let everyone know you can go to our website, oneliferadio.com to download and listen to our podcast and subscribe to our newsletter. You can listen to our podcast on Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, Podcast, Stitcher, and Spotify, or you can go to iHeartMedia.com to listen live or download the free iHeartRadio app and listen to us from anywhere in the world. A big shout out to our sponsors, great companies like Sun Warrior, Enviromedica, No Evil Foods, Crazy Water, Veg World Magazine, Paleo Magazine, The Wellbeing Journal, and I'm out of time. You get one body, you get one mind, and you get one life. Get out there today and live it bravely.